Round one of the fantasy playoffs is in the books, and if you have booked your ticket to the semifinals, we would like to say congratulations. Thank you for rolling with us this year on the Regression to the Mean podcast. Your success is our success. If you are new to our channel, first off, welcome. We've got a ton of new folks that are watching our content for the first time. We love bringing in new folks here to this channel. And second, if you haven't yet, go ahead, hit the subscribe button. You don't want to miss out on all of the content that we have coming to you on a weekly basis. And we're going to have so much content rolling out to you in the offseason. We are in the process of building out 2024 planning. And we have so much exciting stuff planned for you, our mean team members. I am your host, Sean Moran, and I am joined by my co-host, my good friend, and this week, my fantasy football arch nemesis, Aiden Holler. Aiden, how you doing today, dude? Sean, uh, thanks for having me again. Always, always good to talk waivers with you. I'm, uh, I'm about 24 hours removed since um, putting the tombstone on the 2023 Chicago Bears. So I, I've had time to, I've had time to move on, and my sights are set on our uh, two semifinal matches this week. Uh, myself and Sean are squaring up in our uh, pretty much like two main leagues of mine um and yeah we've got we've got a double date in the semifinals so um i'm fired up man it it's uh it's funny that it ended up this way huh yeah there's a potential possibility where we have our double date here in our two like probably two of the three biggest leagues i play in which is hilarious i played keegan uh, this week <laughs> Uh, gave him a 190 point curve stomping, so that was a good Just time. Brutal. I uh, last year I was eliminated in the fantasy playoffs from Keegan and Aiden in the same exact week in the two leagues that we were talking about. I've got an opportunity to avenge uh, what happened last year, so I'm juiced. And then we have our dynasty league too that we play in. If you win yep. in the semis, we'll see each other in the uh, the championship in uh, dynasty, yep. which would be fun. Um, that'd be that'd be a great time. Uh, Week 15 is is in the books. Um, it's a crazy week. <laughs> I mean, and there were so many injuries that happened in week 15, Aiden. Uh, you got Will Levis hurting his ankle, Trevor Lawrence with a concussion, Zach Moss hurts his arm, Keaton Mitchell tears his ACL, Michael Pittman has a concussion, Jaden Reed hurts his toe, Jamar Chase separates his shoulder, Marquise Brown injures his heel. And in week 14, we had Josh Jacobs out. We had Keenan Allen out. We had Nico Collins out. We had CJ Stroud out. Tyreek Hill didn't play. Christian Watson continues to be banged up. Brian Robinson isn't playing. That's so many key players right it's now. It's a disaster, that aren't right? Playing. <laughs> it's an absolute disaster. <laughs> a minefield of injuries. So it, it's, it's insane what's happening right now. And we always say this every year it's insane. The NFL in December is no holds bars. Everyone's hurt. No, everyone's, everyone's dealing hurt. with something. Just it's so hard to maintain healthy, and it's kind of a war of nutrition. Are your main guys going to be healthy, and then are you strategically going to be able to work the waiver wire where you're picking up kind of random nobodies to stream that that have really good weeks? Looking at you, Clyde edwards Lair. Thank you for that twenty point <laughs> twenty Unreal, point outburst. But on today's episode, we have our week 16 waiver wire targets. Uh, the waivers are always so important to work at this time of the year. It's less competitive. There are really only four or five guys vying for specific people. It's very need specific, right? So on today's episode, we're going to walk through running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, and 
and we might throw out a couple defenses this week, right? Um, yeah. We are going to potentially put out a streamers episode later in the week after we go through our running back and wide receiver rankings. So stay tuned for that. That's why you need to subscribe, turn on the notifications so you get these episodes when they come out. Each episode is timestamped. So if you just have questions at tight end, just go to the timestamps where it says tight end. You could jump around. Feel free to go to the spots that you think are going to be the most specific for you in your fantasy lineup. If you have any specific start-sit questions, uh, if you have who should I drop, who should I pick up questions, feel free to drop them in the comments below. We don't know the context of your league's waiver wire, but we want to help. So feel free to drop those questions below. Aiden, you ready to kick things off here? Let's do this thing, man. You want to start with running backs? Let's do it. Running backs it is. Um, cool. I think there's there's an obvious place to start here. We covered him last week, and um, hopefully you cashed in on on Ty Chandler. Um, what a week by Ty Chandler. This is, this is a guy that we've been kind of like begging to get more touches um, all year and absolutely exploded this year. Dude had 23 carries for 130 yards, just under six yards a carry. Had a touchdown on the ground, caught three of his targets, um, uh, three of his four targets for 25 yards. Dude was running back four on the week. Um, just for context, Madison never broke top 10. Um, we can say what we want about Madison. It was a pretty cushy matchup for Ty Chandler, too. Like, this was like the perfect matchup to do something like this this week. But, um, dude absolutely went crazy. Even if Madison returns, I've got to assume he's going to retain at least 50% of these touches. Um, a bit of a tricky matchup this week, though. They are playing Detroit, who give up the um, the least amount of fantasy points to running backs. So, um, again, you know, proceed with caution there in terms of, you know, past history there. He's also owned in just over 50% of leagues. So, like, the odds of him still being there are pretty low. But this is my number one um, running back priority, personally, on the waiver wire. Second guy I've got, Sean already name-dropped him a little bit, is Clyde. Um can't believe we're here with Clyde going into week 16 as a priority pickup. The dude played awesome this week, had 13 carries, just under 40 yards, caught four passes for 64 yards, uh, had that really long catch, which made up a lot of that. Um, found Pater, too, on that short touchdown. Running back eight on the week. Um, my favorite part here is he paid, he played 62% of the snaps. Um it came out that Pacheco ended up getting surgery, which I think like they really downplayed at first. Uh, you know, seemed like he was kind of just, like day to day, gonna miss a week, getting surgery. Like things escalated pretty quick. If he's out again, like Clyde's a must play. Um, they're playing the Raiders this week, who gave up the no the ninth most amount of points to running backs. So really favorable matchup again. Even if Pacheco plays, I can't imagine he takes over like the lead bell cow role again. Clyde is. Kind of here in the fantasy playoffs, which if you would have told me week one, I would have called you crazy. <laughs> Another backup here to uh, keep an eye on is Zamir White. This one I'm not quite as bullish on, just given that I would expect Josh Jacobs to be back this week. But it is still worth noting, like he played really well this week. Seven, 17 carries, just under 70 yards and a touchdown. Caught a couple passes too. He was RB11 on the week. Um, you know, really strong play. If Josh Jacobs is out, you like you can't start him um just like like kind of plain and simple the only reason he really makes sense is if he's out the last one that's really just a dart throw this one is even more injury dependent that that sean get a kick out of is um 
It's Trey Sermon. Um, who <laughs> 49er thought? legend. 49er legend, Trey, Trey Sermon. Yeah. So this one, like, we need two people to not play for Trey Sermon really to have, like, any value. Um, you know, Zach Moss went down. Um, it's kind of day-to-day right now. No telling if he's going to play this week. And there's kind of no timeline yet on JT either. It feels like he's really close and could return as soon as this week. If even one of those guys are playing, um, Trey Sermon's not going to do you anything. But it's worth noting, Trey Sermon had 17 carries for 88 yards. That's that's just over five yards a clip. Um, pretty efficient. They are going up against the Falcons, too, who give up the second least amount of fantasy points per game. So not an easy matchup. Um, so this one's really injury dependent. If, if those two guys can't go, someone's got to carry the football for them. This offense keeps scoring. They just hung three against the Steelers, who, you know, are a pretty good unit, or at least, you know, mid-pack. And, you know, they put up a pretty easy 30-piece on them. So, um, yeah, out of those four, Sean, uh, kind of who do you like and is there anyone I missed? I think Chandler's the obvious. Uh, I think yeah. Alexander Madison's going to miss at least another week with a high ankle sprain. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite follows on all of Twitter is uh, this guy named Crack Rock. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, of Crack Rock on Twitter. Unreal follow. Uh, he has Patrick Mahomes as his avi, and he just talks about how he spends all of his time with NFL owners and like Donald Trump on golf courses. And he said that the Vikings owners love Ty Chandler. So take that with a, with a grain of salt here. But <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of Ty Chandler. I've been a bit of a hater in the sense like, hey, if Ty Chandler's so good, why hasn't he carved out a bigger role? I don't know why he didn't because he looked pretty good. That was a cake matchup, though. That that front isn't very good, so you can definitely run on him. But I think you could confidently start Ty Ty Chandler as an RB2 or a flex. I think if Josh Jacobs were to continue missing time, Zamir White's my second favorite option. Uh, Pacheco's supposed to be good to go this week. Yeah, that's what I'm Clyde looked really good as a receiver. I I don't know. I'd pick up Clyde. I'd hold Clyde. I wouldn't drop him by any means. Um. But I, I, I am very intrigued with Zamir White because I, I think he is someone you can easily start if Josh Jacobs um, were to miss another week. Uh, Without a doubt. And we don't know much about that thigh injury with Jacobs. He did play on a short week, and that's where he sat. So we'll, we'll see. Um, if you have Zamir White, don't drop him. Um, if you are in the second round, go pick him up because you could easily start him as an RB2 flex option. Uh, if Josh Jacobs misses time again. So, yeah, I, I like what you have here at running back. Moving on to wide receiver here. Um, not as great of options, in my opinion, no. as as running back. I do think there are some interesting ones. So I'm going to start first and foremost with a wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers, Dontavian Wicks, or Dontavian Wicks. Um this is kind of a war of attrition right now for the Packers offense. Like Jaden Reed potentially has turf toe. We'll see. Um, don't know the status of his toe, but keep an eye on that. Uh, Christian Watson probably is back next week with his hamstring, but that's always a TBD. It may take him another two weeks for him to look good, and he'll probably have a 50-point bomb, 50-point explosion in week 18 when none of it matters. <laughs> um, but things are kind of lining up pretty well for Wicks who has shown tremendous flashes as a rookie. Um, we reference a stat called yards per route run all the time. It's essentially an efficiency stat for wide receivers. And uh, there's like a, a two yards per route run threshold. We'd love to see rookies hit. And Dotavian Wicks actually leads the entire Packers receiving core right now in yards per route run as a sixth round rookie. He's shown incredible flashes as a rookie this season. 
And this guy kind of reminds me of Nico Collins to an extent where big speed guy at, at, and he's really tall. He's like six, four total, like typical X wide receiver. He's someone I'm going to be paying close attention to next year in fantasy drafts, but he's got a matchup against the Panthers in week 16, who've been stingy to wideouts because they just give up a ton of points uh, to running backs. But then he's got the Vikings in week 17 and the Vikings have been super friendly to wideouts this year. So I like Wicks. I think he's really interesting. I don't know if I'd trust him, but I'd rather play a Ty Chandler or a Zamir White. Um, next receiver that I have here is Parker Washington, another rookie, another six-round rookie wide receiver here <laughs> for the Jaguars. So Christian Kirk is out. Zay Jones is week to week with a hamstring injury. So this offense and this passing game is really shaping up to be Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, and Parker Washington, and they cannot run the ball right now. Um, since they lost their tackle, Cam Robinson, they, they can't run the ball at all. Their run game stinks. Uh, so this is just going to be a heavy dose of Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, and Parker Washington to close out the fantasy playoffs for the Jaguars. Washington has seen 15 targets over the past three weeks, so close to five a game. He's caught two touchdowns over this stretch, including a highlight reel grab in his really first big game as a rookie. He has a matchup this week against the Bucks, which is probably – the most friendly matchup to wide receivers right now. Basically, they just stop the run and dare you to pass. Wicks just had 96 receiving yards this week against the Tampa Bay secondary. I expect Washington to be heavily involved. Uh, this actually is setting up for a huge Calvin Ridley smash week when all of his teams have been eliminated, ironically. Um, but <laughs> this is a great spot for this pass game. And then you have the Panthers. On uh, week 17, and the Panthers have been stingy. So this is a good streamer this week against Tampa Bay, but but Trevor Lawrence has a concussion. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot to unpack, but there's a lot to like at the same time. Like 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 the targets, the lack of other people. Like there's yeah. a lot to like there. It's um yeah. Like yeah, so like him. Washington has the matchup over Wicks, but Wicks has I think been better more consistent and jordan love clearly has a bit of a rapport with him um but tbd wicks is going to be a hard start in my opinion if both watson and reed are active the next wide receiver i've got here is jameson williams like we uh we're here at the point where jmo is coming off a career high in targets and receptions <clears throat> that would be seven targets and four receptions. So uh, <laughs> something, something, <laughs> hold your breath, hold your breath. <laughs> something. Dontavian Wicks has cleared multiple times this year, and James Williams' year two first round pick. Um, Dan Campbell has made it very clear that they are going to look to get Williams more involved. And Dan Campbell as a pretty reliable coach speak kind of guy at the podium. So um, I think Williams is someone who, when he is given a full complement of targets snaps and opportunities is going to absolutely explode is that going to happen this week against minnesota it could minnesota is definitely beatable by wide receivers is it probably just going to happen in 2024 yeah probably right um maybe he has a big playoff game and that's his breakout game we're all kind of waiting for jameson if you have the stones to start him in week 16 um i want to shake your hand <laughs> i want to yeah. shake your hand i want to shake but your hand He's a kind of fun start. He's kind of a fun start. It's just kind of a good matchup. Usage is trending up, but yeah. I think I still think Wicks is the safest play in my in my opinion. Um, and then the last guy I have at wide receiver is Demarcus Robinson, who is now a Los Angeles Ram. Um, 
If you haven't been paying attention, he's no longer dropping passes for Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. He's now actually catching the ball for Matt Stafford. Uh, he is kind of living as their deep threat vertical stretcher right now because Tutu Atwell has been injured. And uh, because Matthew Stafford is off a heater, Robinson has been thriving. He's had the wide receiver 22 usage over the past three weeks with the wide receiver 25 production. That's fantastic usage over a three-week stretch. I know if we stretch it to six, seven weeks, it's not going to be as good, but that, that's really strong usage. He's got two great matchups against the Saints on Thursday Night Football and the Giants in Week 17. So all interesting. If you had to pick a wide receiver, Aiden, who are you going with? Out of the three you mentioned, um, I'm probably going with Wicks. Um, yeah, probably. I think it's like it's another one that like we kind of mentioned, like 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 everything else is kind of just like falling around him. Like he's got a pretty good rapport with Jordan Love, um, and he's been producing. Um, you know, super reliable, both you know inside outside of the numbers. I feel like he's you know a pretty dynamic wide receiver. Um, they they like they've got a pretty good wide receiving core. Like they all keep getting hurt. Um, but there's a lot of fun pieces there. Like they're all like 22 or younger, but um, it's a good group. I I probably pick Wicks out of those though. All right, we're going to transition over to quarterbacks. Aiden, who are we picking up off the wire at quarterback this week? Um, so this is a, another guy. Uh, no, I'll go with my favorite, and then we'll oh uh, we'll go backwards. Um, we'll start with with one that I kind of laughed at you for. Um, and it's Nick Mullins. Um. I, he threw I, the worst pick I've ever seen. Uh, QBs the, just the gotta take. Terrible. They just gotta take a snap. They just gotta take a sack, dude. Like just, just yeah. take the sack. It's 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 brutal. Yeah, but um, pretty impressive for his game from Nick Mullins. He he had just over 300 yards and two TDs. He did have two interceptions, including the one you're talking about, where he pretty much just handed it to the defensive tackle. Um, but in his first start, good for QB 10 on the week. Um. It was kind of what we talked about. Like, that's a really good offense around him. You know, you've got Hawkinson, you've got JJ, you've got Jordan Addison. He was feeding everyone. And he goes up against a Detroit defense that has surrendered the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks next week. I anticipate this will be a bit of a high-scoring affair. Um, the Minnesota defense has been pretty strong as of late, but um, Detroit offense is good. I, I see this being a game where the Vikings are playing from behind which sets up pretty well for Nick Mullins' game script in this one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up over that 300-yard mark, tosses a couple more touchdowns this week against the Lions. Second one I go on over, um, we we keep saying his name, and he keeps delivering, and it's Jake Browning. Um, he's still only 43% owned. In his last three games, QB4, QB4, and QB7, the dude's lighting it up. Um, there, there's really no way around it at this point. Had a bit of a slow start last week. Um Keegan was victory lapping me and Sean um, as the first half wasn't the prettiest from Jake Browning, but he, he like he turned it on again, dude, won the game QB seven. If you streamed him again, um, you know, pretty stoked off of that. They're playing the Steelers this week who they've given up the eighth least amount of fantasy points per QBs, but I wouldn't really dive too deep into that one. Gardner Minshew just hung 21 on them and was QB five on the week. Um, like this is a defense that can be beat. They're trending in the wrong direction. Um, the Steelers as a whole over the last month, I think they've dropped, what is it? Three, four in a row. Um, Mason just, Rudolph uh, is starting for them. Yeah, this week, Mason way. Rudolph. It's like bad vibes, as we like to say here on the program, it's just bad vibes from the Steelers. So really like Jake Browning again. I, I think he's absolutely worth a play. Um, once again, especially if you're in a super flex, even a one QB league, um, I'm probably opting to play him. And the last one is, is, is the ageless wonder Joe Flacco. Um, 
kind of like Jake Browning. The guy just keeps delivering. Just came out of nowhere in, in his three starts: QB thirteen, QB ten, and QB eight. Um, not insane. quite the numbers as Browning, but on top of that, he's thrown for forty-four or more passes in all three of those games. It is pretty much the Joe Flacco "Let It Rip" show. With <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet, dude. They're playing the Texans this week who give up the seventh most amount of points uh, to the QB position. So another pretty favorable matchup, in my opinion, for Joe Flacco. Um, he's probably going to light it up again. Like, they're just going to keep letting him throw. And, you know, he's playing well. He had a couple picks. Um, the Bears defense is good. Um, Texans secondary is pretty solid, too. But I think this is a much better uh, defensive matchup as a whole in terms of the unit he's facing. So, yeah, man, Joe Flacco. What is he? Thirty-eight years old, still, uh, still, hopefully carrying you to a fantasy championship. So, three very different options here. Three different guys that, um, you know, in week one, were zero percent rostered. All three of these guys, and 0%. and here we are, all acting as QB ones when you need the most. So, um, just as we drew it up, man, who's uh, who's your favorite guy this week? I'm looking at the the totals this week for week 16 vikings lions at 47 browns texans at 42 and a half and we've got steelers Bengals at 38 uh lions vikings is going to be played indoors in minnesota that feels a little shootouty which i love and then browns texans is going to get is going to get played indoors too um if cj stroud and eco collins play i think the texans are going to be able to push the browns a bit um and I really think Joe Flacco is super interesting on paper with projections. I think you could easily get Nick Mullins up to like a, to like a 20 point projection, which oh, is for sure. Kind of nuts for sure. Um, which is crazy, but yeah, here we are, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on, I'm in on Nick Mullins. I'd say that if I were streaming a quarterback this week, I think I ride with, uh, with Nick Mullins. If he cuts backs on the, on the INTs, I think he'll, especially hit home and oh a nugget too for this game against the lions uh the lions have not been very good at covering tight ends this season so we're okay. looking at a massive hawk spot so hawk spot all right if, Lock if we're looking at a hawk spot that means nick mullins is going to have to get there um and i yeah. i just think that that that's going to happen and then there's the uncertainty of jamar chase's shoulder so how how are we going to approach that with Jake Browning? So you know you got things to weigh here. Um, moving on to tight ends. So I'm looking specifically at three main guys this week, and I'm I'm going back to the well. All three of these guys have been people that I've recommended over I don't know the last twelve weeks or so. Uh, I'm going to start here first with one that isn't matchup dependent and is just. This guy's a baller, and he's on the field a ton, and what he's doing as a rookie is super impressive, and that's Tucker Craft. So since Luke Musgrave went down in Week 11, Tucker Craft has been the tight end 11 in PPR, Um, and I think the runout remains elite for him. He's he's been top five in route percentage over the past month, and Watson's injured, Reed's banged up. You know, Dontavian Wicks had a nice week, but he's been dealing with a hamstring. Just a lot of factors in place are here for Tucker Craft to be on the field and see a ton of targets and looks. So that's something that's very exciting for for Craft and fantasy managers that have trusted Craft. Sure he's got sense. two pretty decent matchups over the next couple of weeks against yeah. Carolina and Minnesota. Um, 
they're not amazing. They're more middle of the pack, but with his route participation, with how active they're getting him going in the screen game, with design looks, with how banged up the receiving core is, I'm going to continue to start Tucker Craft with confidence. Rookie tight ends usually don't produce, but when they do, it's towards the tail end of the season, and this is kind of setting up really well for Tucker Craft. The next guy that I have here, he's the tight end 13 over the past month, but he has a 21% target share over the past two weeks, which only trails David Njoku and Trey McBride, and that is Gerald Everett. So Gerald Everett really is the only reliable target right now in this offense with Keenan Allen banged up. I'm expecting Keenan Allen to play, um, but who, who knows? Their season's over. They have a new head coach, Easton Six playing quarterback. A lot of random variables here with this Chargers offense. But I know Gerald Everett's going to be on the field, and it seems like Easton Sticks going to be targeting him at a heavy clip. Week 16 goes up against Buffalo, who's defended tight ends pretty well. But in week 17, Aiden, he goes up against the Broncos, who have given up 19 points per game to the position, which is league leading. Uh, we we love that. We love that for Gerald Everett. And then my last tight end recommendation, he's the tight end 12 over the past month. He's the tight end four over the past two weeks. Hunter Henry has been a different guy since they put Bailey Zappi in at quarterback. And he faces off against a Denver secondary that has given up the most points to tight ends this year in week 16. We are going to hammer matchups against the Broncos. They uh, they they limit wide receiver production, and they get smacked by tight ends. So out of those three options, Gerald Everett, Tucker Craft, and um, Hunter Henry, which one's your favorite option in Week 16? Yeah, I think I've got to go with Hunter Henry. Um, I just think like the data doesn't lie on this one. He's coming off a nine target, seven catch uh, touchdown game. He had two touchdowns the week prior. Like you mentioned, it's kind of like the only person doing any type of, you know, offensive uh, value on that offense. And Sam Laporta just hung a hat trick on them. So, um, yeah, I I really like everything that's kind of matching up there. Gerald Everett would probably be my number two. Um, but Easton Stick looked absolutely terrible. Um, there's no telling if, he, if he's even going to play. Who knows? Maybe we get Max. Uh, what is it? Duggan Duggar. I always forget how to say his name. Um, that was pretty bad. And then, yeah, Tucker Craft. Uh, you know, a lot of people said Tucker Craft were better than Luke Musgrave um, when they were both drafted. And he's looked pretty good lately. I think he's a really good blocker, too, which keeps him on the field, um, you know, pretty consistently. 90% snap share week over week and is really good in the receiving game. So, yeah, I'm probably going Henry Everett Craft in that order. But, you know, they all offer really unique upside, in my opinion. All right, moving on here to defenses. If you had to pick a defense to stream this week, Aiden, who are you streaming? It's easy. I'm I'm calling my own number, and it's got to be the Bears. Um, this unit's out of control lately. Just absolutely out of control. Um, depending on the format you play, um, you know they've been a top ten unit four weeks in a row. Um, in in the format I'm playing here, uh, they've gone fifteen or more three weeks in a row consistently forcing multiple turnovers, multiple sacks, um, which if you told us back in week one, this was going to be the case down the stretch, I'd call you crazy, but they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. This, this team doesn't have much to play for at this point. Um, really not playing well in general. So no, I really like this bears unit. Um, on top of that too, they've got the Falcons in week 17. So not only do I like them in week 16, 
like them in week 17. I think this is someone that if you're in the semifinals, you slot in for the last two weeks and feel pretty confident about going forward. How many sacks did Montez Sweat have? He had two and a half. Um, the team as a unit had four with three interceptions and their first defensive touchdown of the year. Sorry, second defensive touchdown of the year. Groundbreaking when you actually trade for good players, what it could do, right? But you're not supposed to trade crazy, for good players. Crazy stuff. You're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to do it. Yeah, the unit looks really good, man. The- for hypothetical good players. Yeah, they should eat again this week against the Cardinals. Uh, for me, I'm playing the matchups here. It's a toss-up between the Bengals' defense against Mason Rudolph. Uh, Mason Rudolph is a turnover machine. Mason Rudolph also turnover. Machine. I, I I just I feel like he's going to get sacked five or six times. However, my only fear with the Bengals' defense it's so banged up and it's not that good. So I feel like if I had to pick an option here, um, get right spot for the Green Bay Packers against the Carolina Panthers. I just can't imagine the Panthers getting much done. Uh, uh, this week against the Packers. So yeah, I'm streaming those two. And then Commanders are kind of live. Uh, if Trevor Simeon is quarterback for, for, the, for the Jets. Yeah. But probably yeah, Packers against the Panthers. I'd feel confident they score like eight fantasy points. So I'll actually Bears be live on location one. there. So, uh, so us maybe I can help out. You're going to be at the, the Panthers game? I am going to be at the Panthers game. Yeah, my uh, my brother's out in Charlotte. We're doing we're doing the holidays out there, so I will I will unfortunately be live on location watching Jordan Love against the Panthers. Yeah, it should be uh, that really is enjoyable. Very cool. That is very cool. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, gonna that's do it here for our waiver wire episode. Thank you everybody for tuning in. If you have not had the chance yet, you know what to do. Subscribe to the channel. You do not want to miss the content that we are dropping weekly here for you, Aiden. Thank you for hopping on and joining me as always. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time.